Art Talk, a place where artists talk about art things and stuff about creativity to help you do art stuff too. Can you hear anything yet? Emily? Yep, I'm right now. We're on. The boys are on. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> this is our very first podcast where we have someone here with us today, Michael Eggleston, the great Mike Ego. <laughs> 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 no, look, I've said this previously, Sean, like the first person that I wanted to get on Art Talk to have a chat about their history with art and that's Mike. So I'm stuttering over my words right now because yeah. I'm having a bit I've of a... I've never, seen, like, a I've never like, seen Mitch like this before. I, I'm stumbling over my words. This is amazing. For me, like Mike probably doesn't even know it. Mike's a, a big inspiration for me, a, a mentor and someone that I'm very inspired by. So to be sitting next to him and just being able to have a yarn, it's something that I really appreciate. Well, thank you for that. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so good. I called Mike at the start of the week and I actually hit record on my computer because I wanted to listen back to that and just, you know, something that I want to remember forever. And I asked Mike, I said, Mike, I've started this this uh, podcast called Art Talk and we get local artists and people, musicians, people of all kinds come on and where we just talk about their journey and reflected upon ours and would you like to be part of it and he's just so excited yeah. that's, the, that's the passion that you know artists have and you know yeah thanks again Mick I really appreciate you no problems there. at all and thank you for thinking of me yeah. <laughs> amazing well, I think we should start at the start because you know Mitch has talked so much about you and I would love to hear some of your journey how you started as an artist and a little bit about your career here in Newcastle okay I was interested in art from a very young age. My first job was a newspaper artist working for the Newcastle Herald and the Newcastle Sun. I worked with their old cartoonists and a lot of other people there in the early days, you know, and uh, I made some very good friends there as well too. (laughs) What year was that, Mike? Was it 90s? No, no, no. It was well before the 90s. So I thought I'd go back to the very late 60s. Wow, that's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Holy dooly. That's great. Yeah, there's so many directions we could go with this. One thing I I would love to ask straight up is like as a, a young artist when you were when you fell in love with art like how how's it changed from then like what did you have to do to get your artwork out there back in the 60s like did you have to know someone or did you just start creating and then someone saw your work like how did you well it was probably through working for the newspaper you know the artwork would be published and whatever it was all black and white then of course nothing else but just gradually working my way through all of that sort of stuff, yeah. if you know what I mean, yeah. And was the cartoonism in the paper back then, was it political like like it is these days, or what was the direction of art that you're focusing on then? It's pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I follow a lot of the uh, political cartoonists and cartoonists around Australia, and uh, it was about the same mix, I think. I just can't remember much. <laughs> so, in the sixties, were they still illustrating front pages all the time? Because I, I worked for the Newcastle Show. Mm-hmm. You know, I do the marketing for the show each year, and we've got some amazing papers on the wall. And I know there was a time with newspapers where they used to actually do a illustration for the front page every day. Did you ever do any front page stuff? I did a, a few front pages, yeah, but well. no, it wasn't really it was photography by that time wasn't it it was photography yeah 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 yeah. 
Mitch, what about yourself? You, I know you've steaming with questions. I don't know that. where to start. Oh, yeah. I'm the same with you. There's so many things that I want to ask, and I mean, we've we've got the time to do that. We're all in the in the room, but I don't want to jump too far ahead. And yeah, I mean, Newcastle's yeah, it's changed so much. Even oh, yeah. like yeah. in the last ten to fifteen years, you know, the the face that's gone from this real like steel city to kind of modern poppin' city. How much have you seen it change? Like when it, with the BHP and and it was this real industrial city. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's all been to the good. Yeah, so do yeah. I, agree. I really I agree. do. I agree. <laughs> you talk to older people and say, "Oh, it was better then, wasn't it?" I said, no, I think about it. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were when you were working for the newspaper, Mike, were you working out of their studio? Like where where was that in relation to where we are right now? We had an art room. Five people working there. We used to do all sorts of things, maps. You know, here's where the body fell over the cliff and. Wow. Dotted line. <laughs> yeah. They're things that I'm kind of recreating today. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dotted lines. Was the art studio and, you know, the Herald or the Sun Herald, wherever you were working, was that here in Newcastle? Was it in the city? Whereabouts oh, yeah, was it? Oh, yeah, right in uh, Bolton Street. Bolton Street. Mm. Is it still there? To, is the building still there today? The building's still there, but it's been converted to something else. Mm. Yeah, right. I just can't, can't remember, but oh, it was a lot of fun. Wow, <laughs> great memories. That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like a little kid. This is amazing. <laughs> if you could see the smile on Mitch's face right now. It's so <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah, and I worked with a guy called uh, Norm Fairburn. Shout out to Norm Fairburn. He was a cartoonist for the Newcastle Sun. And the cartoonist for the Herald was a guy called Les Lumsden. Mm. And he was very well known. And I worked with those very closely with those two guys. And we... Uh, yeah, it was good. Art Talk. We talk art here and we create it at MitchRevs.com. I guess as an artist for you too, like you were creating before working for the papers, where was art introduced to you? Were your family artistic? Where did that start? My cousin was very artistic. He was a bit older than me. He used to paint and so forth and I really followed along from him you know mm. and then I became professional and whatever and it sort of all flowed wow. from there yeah. yeah yeah isn't it crazy how the artistic journey starts for people everyone's got their own story of where it starts mm. I love that and sometimes it is like a cousin like it doesn't have to be direct it's not always no, from the parents true. it can just be a flash of inspiration at any time in our childhood and you see that and you go oh, I really want to do that and just, oh yeah oh yeah 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 I picked Mike up from his house while on our way here and I was trying to not ask too many questions because yeah. I wanted to save them while, you know, when we're in the seat. And one of those was I've obviously followed um, Ego's journey and I've noticed that he does dabble in a few different styles and mediums, watercolour, oils. Because I popped around to your studio at one point to get some inspiration from you and you were working on like a marina exhibition of like all the yachts and boats in the harbour and oh, they, they yeah, were amazing. That's right. that's right. Yeah, I used to love doing that. And where did the inspiration from that come from? Well, I was a member of the yacht club. Yeah. And I had a boat down there, which was a power boat, you know, and mm. of course the audience don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I did a lot of paintings of the arts and everything, so we got on eventually. <laughs> That's so good. And were you always painting to sell or were you just painting for you and giving your paintings away? How, how, how did it work? Was that your main form of income? Well, I was working as an artist for the Newcastle Herald, but I had a lot of interest in doing that sort of work. So mm. I sold some and gave some away. You, know. you didn't give me any. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a couple off your hand. <laughs> oh, I, <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I'm just going to keep going through yeah, my questions Yeah, I would, here. Mitch, this is your time to shine. I, ask all the questions that you've got. So I'm going to tell Mike this story. We have spoke about this in a previous episode. Yeah. And it was how I came to find you as an artist, Mike. And oh, that, yeah. was, that was through the legendary Gary Callanan. And I was around his house one day because I was good friends with Riney mm-hmm. and your Merriweather artwork hang proud in his doorway when you open his front door. And <laughs> okay. I remember being a kid and all of the boys, we'd just stand in front of it and we'd pick out all the characters and we'd stand and talk, yeah. you know. There was yeah. so many nostalgic feelings about that piece, but I could never get my hands on one. And I'll try and tell this as quick as possible, but Gaz was like, the artist who made this piece, I know where he lives. I got his phone number. Should we pop around to his house and, and you can go and have a chat with him? And I was like, that would be amazing. So anyway, cut to the chase. We pull up at your place and that's when you were working on those marina artworks. And that was the oh, first yes. time where I kind of got to see you in your creative space. And for me, I always felt like at that point, if you were an artist and I knew you for your cartoonism, I was like, hang on, he's not like doing cartoons. What's going on here? And that was a that was a good learning lesson for me because I then saw that you don't have to channel all of your style down one path. Like mm. you can be diverse and explore the avenues of art. And that's the beauty of it. And I do that today as well. I do a lot of cartoonism, but I also paint abstract and all these things. So yeah, great. You kind of gave me the eye to be able to see that yeah you don't need to just be defined as one thing Mm. oh okay i'm glad of that (laughs) (laughs) i think i've learned a lot from you a lot more than you know yeah but anyway back to that merryweather artwork i had drawn i'm not sure if you remember but i i'd started to sketch my version of what i saw your artwork yeah and it was to show the change over the 50 years of when you created it to when i had and you seem to like the idea of that and over the year or so when I'd finished the artwork we even did a bit of an exchange you know and Mm. that meant so much to me and that Merriweather artwork and uh, really you know kicked off my career and I just want to thank you for that. Oh that's no worries at all I think I mentioned I've got the original at home hung in the beach hotel for many years yeah when John left the beach hotel he gave it back to me. Oh that's awesome. I've already offered to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've got some prints there, and I'll give you one. I would love that. Thank That's you. That's not a problem at all. Wow. There we Hold go. It. I'll buy it off you. I don't want, no, I don't want to take no, anything. I, I don't want to take no, anything. I, look, look, I'm retired now, so I, I'd love you to have one. Well, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate that. Not a problem at all. I think there's two ways to kind of look at someone like that, where me being that kid coming into your studio and basically Biting your style and going, hey, what do you think? There's two ways that you can look at that. And I think you were talking about that abundance mindset and whatnot, yeah. Sean, where Mike, being the person that he is, was like, hey, I love this. Can you continue to do it and yeah. you know, follow on from what I'm doing? Where a lot of people these days are too quick to cut that off and just go, hang on a second. Like, don't copy what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. No, this is not a... 
Yeah. You know. And that's how a lot of that's how most people should be, you know, and like thank you for being you. Oh, that's no worry at all. Yeah, and that's something I'm, I'm quite interested in because you've probably seen some of Mitch's work oh, now. Yes, and yeah. as you just explained, you've been a big inspiration for that. How does that make you feel about your journey and your path in a sense of the legacy is gonna just continue to grow? Oh, I think through- it's fantastic. Yeah. I love it all. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch, you're gonna have some questions. You got more there. I asked Mike if he was still making art and he said he's put down the pen. What's the reason for that? Well, I've got some very serious problems with mm. my hands. Mm. And I'd hate to pick up a pen mm. and not be able to draw. Uh, so there's a bit of there's a bit of fear around not being oh, able yeah. to oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well. I guess it can't there comes a time, right? Yeah, oh, that's of why you you yeah. know you make the most of your hands while you got them. And mm. I guess being artists too, this is all we've got. Yeah. You know, we sure. really need to look after that. And what a beautiful thing to be able to do. Yeah. What's your favourite piece of artwork you've ever made? Have you got a favourite or is that, is that a, too hard to answer? Or what stands out to you the most? Gee, I don't know. Maybe the original Merriweather cartoon. Yeah. And there's a few others too that I'm pretty happy with. There yeah. are a lot of weren't, of course. <laughs> yeah. So with the concept of the Mary the first Merriweather piece with all the characterization and that, did you have an inspiration for that or was that something you developed as your style over time? No. It's it, so it was, iconic in uh, Newcastle as well. I was talking to a couple of mates sitting on the steps of the Beach Hotel. I said, Oh there's a painting of this, you know, just Looking out over the ocean. Over a couple of beers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just had a ball doing it. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a yeah, spark of inspiration. Oh, it was just yeah. one of those things. And um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I remember the last time we caught up with a couple of other artists at Tim Ryan's place, he'd mm. kind of mentioned that you were doing some illustrations and whatnot for the Merriweather Board Club, which I've just learned that you actually started with a couple of mates back in the 60s, was it? The yes. Club? Yeah. 64, wasn't it? 1964 is when the, I the Board so. Club was, an, was yeah. originated. Mm. Was it in the end that the Board Club had commissioned you to do this piece as looking at Mary with the Beach th- as like a bird's eye vision or is no, that not no. true? Oh, I was just sitting there with a couple of friends looking out, having a beer, and I thought, gee, so my, oh, I'll put a few of the old vehicles in it's it. So all good. That sort of stuff. Sergeant yeah. Benny's <laughs> just trooping across oh, the Jefferson yeah, Park. And, <laughs> and I think that's the thing that you love as a kid or at, at any, any age. That's the beauty of these artworks. And you can put all the characters in it that you know or know of and mm-hmm. all of that and it becomes just a, a little bit more personal it's a talking piece yeah. Oh, yes. yeah that's what I love to continue on nowadays like kind of replicating this yeah. style and, and continuing that legacy of Mike's is that yeah it's it's a piece that goes on the wall that everyone can enjoy and it brings back those memories of your childhood and oh, your age yeah. were a lot of those characters based around real people at the time oh, or yeah. yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> we need that artwork here right now so yeah. we're talking about it yeah. wow I'm sure there's a lot of like listeners who wish that they had questions that they could ask so yeah. maybe we'll do a follow up with that and if anyone is listening and they have this artwork hanging in their home shoot some questions across to Sean at MitchRevs.com and yeah. we'd be happy to ask Mike and get those questions answered because Now's the perfect time. Yeah, absolutely. Get me before I die. (laughs) No. (laughs) We don't talk about those things. (laughs) How does your art talk? Email sean at mitchrevs.com. Obviously, the Merriweather artwork, the style of that, I've seen there's a Crescent Head and a Byron Bay. Is there any other ones that you've done that that I'm unaware of? No, no, that's about it. 
And how did they come about? Were they just places that you frequently visited? Oh, yeah, we used to go up to Crescent Head a hell of a lot, you know. I think everyone in Newcastle and the East yeah. Coast do the same, don't well, they? Well, uh, every time you go there, it's full of Newcastle people. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. And I remember sitting down, actually, you you handed me one of those, I think it was the Crescent Head piece. Which one's the one with the guy in the helicopter thing flying through the sky? Is that Byron Bay or Crescent? The uh, Byron Bay one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there was a bit of a story about that character that you... Well, I uh, I flew with him to do the photos, to do the artwork. And two weeks later, he crashed with another helicopter and they were killed. Wow. Um, you told me that, I just got goosebumps again thinking back to that. But, mm. you know, we take that advantage for these days, like yeah. having drones and things. We can just fly up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. to see it from above, you had to go up in one of these gyrocopters. Yeah. That's crazy. What a story. And I'm sure there's so many more stories yeah. like that that go through, you know, these artworks. I'd love to sit down and talk to you about those at a later date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've done a lot of stuff up around the valley as well when I was working. And uh, used to fly with people and whatever. Mm. So that's how it was done. You'd go up and fly and take the photos and work on it that way. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, there's not another way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, these days you can just jump onto Google and type in Byron Bay oh, Airshot. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, and stitch it together. Yeah. And, like, you know, that's the advantage that we have these days. But, yeah, thinking back to the 60s, 70s, 80s, like, yeah. it wasn't like that. No. You know, we're very blessed these days that we have all that at the end of our fingers. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you've got a book sitting in front of you. What was it that you were pointing out in there? Is this a, a artwork you said from the Vietnam War, was it? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, these are the guys I was in Vietnam with. Mm. And, uh, oh, yeah, that was one of them. Just a normal wow. a normal scene, scene in a rubber plantation in yeah. Vietnam. So did you go out to Vietnam? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So I was there for a year. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Is it during the wars there they commissioned you to go out and just capture, was there any intention there? No, no, no. I, I was called up. I was a soldier. Wow. Oh, and you just <laughs> created while you were there? Well, yeah, I just, I did a few sketches and... That is crazy. Around, you An know, artist and in the war. Wow. <laughs> what? I don't know what to say. I can't comprehend that. That's where the, where the generational differences start to play in, isn't it? I've got another one here somewhere. I don't know where it is. But Did you paint them when you came home or while you were out there still? Oh, no, I painted that when I came home. Yeah, sure. It was because I couldn't carry it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Were you sketching ideas, though, when you were there? Oh, little bits and pieces. Or just, yeah. like, photographic memories in your mind? Oh, no, no, no. I was doing a bit of sketching and so wow. forth, whatever I could do. That's incredible. Here's a very good story, actually. This guy was with me. Now, how do I say this? He, Take your time. There's I won't, no rush. I won't mention his name or mm-hmm. anything like that. But he came home as a war hero with a bandage around his head. Mm-hmm. He was actually in a bordello in Saigon and his mate in the next cubicle yelled something out and he jumped up and stuck his head in a fan. Oh. Mm. His father was an army officer, so the army said, oh, my God, we'll send him home wounded in action. So there he is with, with ministers and everything, you know. No way, from headbutt in a fan. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's gold. I bet he took all that praise. He deserves it. stories. I love it. He wrote back and he wrote back and he said, nobody one knows back here. <laughs> what actually happened? It's an artwork in itself, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that we're trying to do at the gallery is inspire the next generation. So Mitch created a concept called Decked Out and oh, we, yeah. we kind of do skateboard art where well, the kids come in and they paint skateboard oh, art. Oh, the decks of the boards. And- yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And then they get to put wheels and trucks on it and they can ride their own skateboard art. How important do you think it is for creativity to be encouraged for the kids, you know? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I just... I love it. Yeah. I, I love seeing kids doing things yeah. like that. Yeah. Just so great. Yeah. yeah. Mike, have you got any words of wisdom for aspiring artists? Like, if you take yourself back to when you first started art, obviously a lot of things go through our minds, lack of confidence, all these kind of things. What would you oh, say yeah. to someone who's trying to break through and make it as an artist these days? Well, stick to it. Yeah. I mean, really, you've got to work for it, mm. you know, and, and you guys know that as well as I do. Of course. You know, you just keep... Keep on keeping doing on. Doing and doing, yeah. 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 That brings up a question for me because we quite often look at, in our generation, people want things so quickly these days. Oh, yeah. If someone starts drawing or, or creating or making video because, you know, we're talking about art within videography and photography and all mm. the modalities. Mm. And quite, quite often these times, uh, these days, kids will start it and they'll put it on Instagram and these social media platforms and if they don't get sort of recognition for it straight away then they just give up so what sort of timeline was it for you in a sense of like when you first picked up a pen to to becoming a professional artist like one year was it 10 years was was it a long journey I'd go about Eight years or seven years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, there we go. So you, mastery. You, you had your eight years and that was you just doing the craft, right? Oh, just learning as much as I could. Yeah. Or trying to, you know. I did a lot of um, industrial mm. illustrating. Yeah, wow. I worked for Ganinans mm. and I drew their new trains off the planes and all of this sort of wow. stuff and all of that. Yeah. And uh, I like doing that. Yeah. I, I was quite good at it, actually. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I got some good contracts out of those sort of things and I worked from home. I was doing a lot of commercial work and so forth. Yeah, just went on from there were you making decent money out of all this kind of stuff like i mean artists always had that reputation of being the starving artist and i don't know where that kind of came from no i um for a lot of times i was a partner in an advertising business so i worked through the agency yeah which was great for me because before that I was underselling myself all the time. Mm. And I got into somewhere where people who were really putting the bills through and everything, and they said, oh, we'll charge. I said, oh, you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it taught me <laughs> how To how knock much. your prices up a bit. Yeah. That's a big talking point these days with yeah. a lot of people don't know how to price or value their art no it's very true mm. very true mm. do you have any advice around that is it something that just takes time is is it the time that well i think it is a bit better now but i really thought that that helped me because i had a couple of people who are very good business people yeah pricing it for me and i'm thinking 
Oh, no, they won't get that. Yeah. And then again, bang, there's another job turns up, you know. And I yeah. Like, oh, mm. <laughs> what have I been doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. And surely that still happens today too, you know. You never know, you know, you, you fire away a quote and then either you get it or you don't. Yeah, well, what happens quite often these days is because there's a lot more artists out there within an industry, sometimes newer artists will underprice themselves and it can bring down the value, the value of the, you know, especially with photography. There's so many photographers out there these days. Oh, yeah. So, mm. when a new photographer comes in, they will do jobs for free or they will do jobs for $50 a shoot when a professional photographer wants $500 a shoot. Yep. And I think as a photographer, you've just got to stick to your boundaries there because you have got a quality of a product that mm. will stand out. And Quite often, you might miss out on one or two jobs that are wanting to pay you $50 or 100 but when you lock in your 500 or some people even 5000 you might work a little bit less, but at least you're getting what you deserve. Getting the right return. And what happens yeah. there, this is, this is the bit about around this as well, is that quite often, if a client is looking for a photographer and they don't have the budget, you know, say it's a corporate gig and they come to you and you say, oh, I'm worth $5,000. And they say, oh, we can't afford that. They'll go to the $50 photographer. They'll get the job. They'll see the quality is not as good. And then when they do have the budget later, you'll value yourself at that level and they'll come back to you then. That's that's been my experience through that. So, it's good to stick to your guns is my point. Too many wedding photographers around trying to make it good. Yeah, they know the money's there too. (laughs) You only get one shot at that. Art talk. We talk art here and we create it at MitchRevs.com. You got anything you want to say, Mike? Oh, look, I've loved everything I've done. Yeah. And if you can go through life, had a job and say that about it, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's beautiful. It's, mm. it's just fabulous. Yeah. You know, and, and you look at people who have worked in the BHP and everything like that and they go to work every day, come and... No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Have you always lived in, in Merriweather? No, I was born in Newcastle, yeah. in town. And I went overseas for a couple of years because I, I went to Vietnam. And yeah. when I came back from Vietnam, I was working at the Herald and nothing was making sense. Mm. So I got on a boat and went to England for a couple of years and Europe and all yeah, the mm-hmm. usual stuff like that. Yeah. And I came back and it was great. Yeah. You know, I thought, I miss this. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's so crazy. Because, like, even for myself, like, it's almost the same journey as me. I grew up on Lake Macquarie, close enough to Newcastle. Yeah. And, yeah, I went off and caught a plane instead of a boat, but I went over to Europe for, for two years, and I lived in Asia for a couple of years. And yeah, yeah. I came back to Newcastle and fell in love with it. And I can imagine I'm going to spend the rest of my <laughs> life here as well. What changed in that trip? My whole mindset, I think. Yeah, and even guys that I'd been in the army with mm. were still talking about the army. Mm. And I, I thought, no, that's not our life anymore. Yeah. You yeah. know, we can't just go on, on about, go on and on about that. Mm. We've got to live life as it is now. Yeah. And look, I've seen Newcastle change completely. Yeah. I love the place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so much wisdom there. There is. Because I feel like that's it. obviously an outlook that you have on life because the thing that keeps coming up for me is this gratitude for the life that you've had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And obviously you've had 
good times and not bad oh, times. Everyone's gone through that sort of thing, yeah. What yeah. kept you motivated? What kept you thriving through all of that? I don't know. I always had that art thing that I loved. Yeah. Working for the newspaper as an artist and all of that sort of thing. And there was one of the editors just loved my work mm. and he promoted it very well. He upset a couple of the other artists that, <laughs> that were there, but he just said, I'm the bloody editor and I make the decisions. So <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Works for you. Yeah. 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 But I love that. So, yeah, it sounds like to me like you had your craft, you had your passion, and then you also managed to surround yourself with some people that believed in you. So, almost like your own mentors or, or people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. maybe there's some stuff to take away from that. You yeah. know, it's like it is okay. You've, I feel like you've, you've got to find your purpose, find what it is you love, but also surround yourself with people who believe in you and can help build you up. Yeah. And Absolutely. the outcome of that has been this life of, colour and beauty oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. passion and then gra yeah. gratitude. I used to actually, he gave me a, an assignment to illustrate a lot of, the Herald used to publish stories over the Christmas break and he gave me this thing to illustrate these, um, these stories. And I used to go home and work on them at night because I loved doing it. Yeah. And, of course, there were a couple of other people who said, he's not doing this in work time. What's it? <laughs> and they went to the union and the union no said, we've got nothing to do. We, we don't know what's going on. We don't want to have anything to do with that. Wow. But it was funny. Yeah, that, that was when Newcastle was a union town. <laughs> they tried to shut you down for doing too much work. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> I think Rich is a bit the same. I'll, I'll quite often text him at like 8 o'clock at night and he's like deep in work. It's <laughs> like never stops. Oh, I think that's just the life of an artist though. It's yeah. hard to switch off when you've got so many ideas that you want to bring to life. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm sure Mike can relate to that. Oh, yeah. 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 Is there any secret artworks that you've, you've got locked away anywhere or anything no. That, no. there's no art treasure chest no art no. treasure chest it's all out there <laughs> it's all around yeah <laughs> that's crazy awesome it's so crazy well we'll wrap it up here but what an amazing opportunity to have you come in Mike and thanks so much for yeah just having a chat and filling us in with your journey oh thank you very much I really appreciated it yeah. You know, and I still like talking about it all. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. nice to talk about these things sometimes, you know, especially yeah. for you. You probably don't get the chance to sit down and chat with people about, you know, your artistic journey. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. How amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Oh, look, thanks a lot. Yeah, and as I said, Mitch has just talked nothing but, like, you being I feel the like I've just said thank you the whole time. To be honest, I, I did have a lot of questions that I wanted to ask, but now that I'm here, yeah. I'm kind of just enjoying listening to you guys chat. Yeah. Oh, I just want to sit and listen. Like. Art Talk with Mitch Revs and Sean Wood. Paying us a five-star review on iTunes. Was that okay? It wasn't too daunting? No, no, no. It was wonderful. Yes. That was amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Fine. Is that your first ever podcast? I think it is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. That's so good. I think you could have been a radio host as well. As long as talking about something that you like talking about. Yeah, that's oh, what I wanted to get you in here. Too. And it's got to come through in the voice. Yeah. It really yeah, has to. True. You yeah. listen to radio announcers, you know, and you can tell the 
having a good time if they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a radio announcer and I think people can tell when I'm disinterested. Which Haunted radio people? station do you? All around Australia, but I did breakfast on five years for New FM. Oh, okay. Oh, that's great. You know Sarge, wouldn't you? You've heard that name on radio. This is this is the lady herself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Sarge. <laughs> <laughs>